0: I'm Caitlin Hartland, and every month I'll bring you all that is queer and dear to my heart. Out of Context aims to illuminate and educate the world about the queer community. Whether you fall under the queer umbrella yourself or are an ally hoping to learn more, Out of Context is for everyone. Posted on Buzzsprout. You can also find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. And become a patron on my Patreon page. Follow Out of Context on Instagram and Facebook. I would love to connect with you. Email outofcontextpod at gmail.com with your ideas and submit a context.
1: Hey everyone, Chris Hansen here of Hansen vs. Predators and Catcher Predator. Why don't you have a seat right over there and listen to Kyle and Brandon, our podcast. According to my chat logs, Kyle and Brandon have interesting guests. No, I hated it. Everybody's sweaty, everybody's on drugs, so they're super sweaty but also touchy. And then they touch your face and you leave there and the next day you have pimples. Fantastic conversation. He's underground in a lab, floating in a tank of water because he almost died. And most important,
2: no predators. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive.
0: Oh, hey, Internet. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan. I love how I had to think for a second there as to what my own name is. Uh, I'm your host, Sarah McClellan. And if you're brand new to Intoxicated, this is a comedy variety talk show where I sit down with friends and comedians and various guests and we shoot the shit about life. What is new, everybody? What is up? Um, probably nothing. If you're anything like me, uh, nothing going on here. I literally have nothing to talk about. Not much has been going on with me. Um, I have been almost a hundred percent purely nocturnal lately. Um, last night was another six thirty seven a.m. night. <sighs> it's just um, it ain't good. Is what it is. It's really not good. Um, I just got like mega nighttime anxiety, uh, and it's it's hard to fight that, and it's hard to sleep when your um, cortisol levels are like through the roof and you're just extremely anxious. So yeah, life's been, been boring, and I have nothing to talk about. Um, podcasting is hard. Podcasting is hard during this pandemic because I'm not living a lot of life. So that just is what it is. Uh, This is a great episode. So this week's guest is Jess from Lather, Rinse, Repeat podcast, a local podcast here in Halifax produced by BNV Media, who is pumping out a bunch of amazing podcasts lately. But Lather, Rinse, Repeat is a dating podcast. Each week, Jess covers a variety of different topics, and she has a variety of different guests on, anyone from dating coaches to fertility experts to... Just people in her life that have some cool insight into dating. So please fucking check out Leather Rinse Repeat Podcast. In this episode, we we get to know Just bit better. And um, we talk a lot about relationships and dating and also breakups. Um, this is a fucking good one. We we bonded over a bunch of things in this episode. Um, so do make sure to subscribe to Leather Rinse Repeat Podcast. Give them a follow on social media. I will leave all links below to that. And make sure you're following Intoxicated on social media. So Facebook and Instagram, Intoxicated Podcast, and on Twitter at in underscore intoxicated. You can also leave an Apple podcast rating or review. That always helps. If it's a really awesome, funny, interesting review, I will read it on the show. I will give you that shout out if you leave me a review. You can also check out Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash intoxicated. I said I was going to revamp it, and then I didn't. And you know what? I have no excuses. I'm just a piece of shit garbage human lately, and I'm currently waiting for an edible to kick in. So I'm going to cut this intro short before it goes too off the rails, and I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode with Jess from Lather, Rinse, Repeat. Everybody, welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm here with a very special guest, fellow podcaster and podcasting crime Jess from Lather, Rinse, Rapine is here. Hello. It's so weird recording over Zoom. Like normally, like someone's here with me, and we can just like kind of be animated together. But like, it's it's weird being animated over a Zoom call. Like, I don't mind. I like talk with my hands a lot. You're here, but you're not here. You know. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's just it's very strange. I don't um I don't particularly like it, but it's better than nothing. It's better That's than true. not. It's better than not being able to podcast at all. Um, that's true so just some you were-
1: people have made that decision
0: yeah oh yeah some people have yeah it's interesting seeing like who who's still going and who kind of just was like fuck it fuck it yeah. um but just you're the host of of lather rinse repeat um pod- i am dating and relationship podcast can you tell the listeners a little bit about the podcast and what it's all about.
1: For sure. Um, So I am a single girl in my 30s and I do a lot of dating. Uh, I have a few little situationships every now and again but for the most part um, the podcast is a comedy about modern dating.
0: Modern tagline, And it kind of started because you had a co-host for a while there. Um, I did
1: yes. Uh, the first six episodes, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Himali. She she and I had sort of planned the podcast and started it together. Um, she just she's in school. She works full time. It was just too much of a time commitment for her. Right. Um, so she <clears throat> sorry she uh, pulled out of it uh, pretty early on, which I sort of then was faced with the decision: Do I just end this? Do I get a new co-host or do I just fly solo? Um, and I was lucky in the sense that I actually had my next podcast coming up was um, with an, as we were interviewing a guest. So I was like, uh, all right, I'm just going to wing it. Right. And I have a producer, Mark, um, who's been on your show before. it's yes, Mark. out to so Mark. Yeah. He helps me out whenever I don't have a guest and right. he records the intro with me now. So I have somebody to talk at. Yeah. But yeah, so it's kind of, it's taken a bit of a, a twist in the sense that now it's more about dating than it is about relationships, because um, right. we sort of had counteracted each other because she was in a, well, still is in a long-term relationship, and I was the single one, so uh, it got a little funnier, it got a little raunchier, and it got a right. little, less, little less relationship-focused.
0: And but that's the cool thing about podcasts. Like they can evolve. You know what I mean? Like there's no rule book on like you have to Well, stay I think if you're way. not
1: evolving a little bit, people are gonna you're probably gonna plateau.
0: Exactly. So. But it is a tough decision to make to to do a show solo because it ain't easy. Like finding guests like running it by yourself not having like if you're having an off day and like you want someone to bounce like you're lucky you ha- you have mark but even yes, just running an really. interview alone is can be hard. like it's not sure. it's not what people think it is you know what I mean yeah. like
1: I think that for like I've learned a lot about interviewing people in a pretty short time um I don't like to say my worst episode because I don't think that it was necessarily bad content, but my most poorly managed episode, like it's just, it's so long. Uh, there's, there's not a lot of uh, what's the word? Structure. What? Structure yeah. uh, to it. Um, yeah, yeah. It all sort of runs together, but it's, it's just, it's a good story that doesn't get told that well because Mark uh, had to work. And he didn't keep I like you know I knew it was running too long and I knew I wanted it to wrap up but I had no idea how to control it. Uh, so falling yes. on my face like that sort of helped
0: actually. Right, because you learn from it. You know, you figure out what you can do next time. Kind yeah. of Thing, but that is a stressful thing, especially when someone like was the guest on a deadline or Mark was on a deadline. Like uh, I just it, it just. It
1: became, the story had so much detail to it, it became uninteresting. Like, as right. an interviewer, I was like, when are you going to get to the point? And like, <laughs> why, why do you think those details matter? Right. But I just didn't know how to kind of cut it off and be like, okay, so. Yeah. Let's get back to the meat and potatoes of this interview because nobody cares that you ma- me out like a cat. <laughs>
0: Especially when the person is, like, really chatty and, like, you don't, there's no space for you to, like, hop in and, and kind of bring it back to, like, what it was. That's always a yeah. challenge. Always I, I, a what
1: challenge. I should have done is when I realized he was, like, giving a lot of details, I should have, like, said, pause. I want this to be about this long. So you know how long right. your story is. Can you manage it?
0: Right. Get it
1: better. But he didn't know that how long my episodes are. I never said that. I thought I did, but maybe I didn't.
0: Was this early um, on in the show? Like early on in the podcast? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it was like, what? Well, it was over the winter. It was very cold. That's all I really remember.
0: <laughs> Good but old we winters. On,
1: we were on the. We were in the North End studio.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's the time thing. I don't is, know. Shit so happens. Well. Shit happens and you're going to have bad ones. You're going to have ones that you're not like. The point is, is that you keep doing them. You know what I mean? Like the consistency is is so important, yeah. even if you're not totally stoked about certain episodes, like you're going to get better at it and you're going to have more and more that you're like yeah. really proud of. Yeah,
1: I guess I I just felt like I didn't do him a lot of great justice because, like I said, it wasn't that the story was bad. It was just it was poorly managed by me as the interviewer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I feel that, I feel that, it's, it's, it's hard, well, that was going to be one of my questions to you, like, when you, um, wh- well, I guess first question, what made you want to start the podcast in the first place? Uh, well,
1: before we started recording, we were talking about, um, I had done an interview earlier today with um, a podcaster from New York City, and that was basically their podcast, uh, the Girls Gotta Eat podcast. Yes. Oh. Combined with that and You Up, which is Jared Freed and Jordana Abraham from the the Betches Network. Um, Those two podcasts, I used to just listen to them at work all the time. Um, And that was sort of how I got onto another few podcasts that I like is just, I would just be listened out. They would have no new content. So iTunes or Spotify would recommend something to me. I was listening to a lot of dating podcasts and I kind of got like, well, this sounds like it can't be that hard. I could do right. this. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and my friendship with Mark just had it, a wide open door to say, make a podcast.
0: Right. So I did. It all kind of fell together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have
1: to learn anything. I just had to speak into a microphone, and all of a sudden it was out there.
0: Right. And what was it like for you releasing that first episode? Were you nervous as shit?
1: Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah
0: like it's nerve-wracking. Eh? recording
1: it yeah recording it was fine yeah. um you know it's just three people sat down in a room and i'm talking to one of them right. but yeah when people started like messaging me and being like i'm listening to the podcast i would be like well i gotta go vomit <laughs>
0: <laughs> right it's really nerve-wracking
1: like it's- yeah and especially now yeah like i'm I'm 25 episodes in um, and like I'll go on dating apps and I'll be talking to people and I'll tell them that I'm like a I have a podcast and then they start going to listen to it and they're just flooding me with messages about me and I'm like I know
0: this shit already okay so this is something that we can bond over because dating as someone who has a podcast and specifically a podcast that's personal and where like you talk about your personal life What's it like, like, I I know for me, like, when I'm talking to a guy, Mm -hmm. I will get some people who will message me, be like, I'm listening right now. I'm listening to this episode right now. And Mm -hmm. it's just so weird. Yeah. And especially
1: for me, like, I no holds barred. I'll tell people the fucking craziest shit that I've done. And they'll, like, be messaging me and be like, whoa. Yeah. I had one guy uh, message me and was like, hey, um... I need to cancel our date. I listened to your podcast and I'm just, I don't think we're a match. You
0: showed me that. Do you get that a
1: lot? Do you get that reasoning a lot from guys? That's the only scheduled date that I've ever had somebody cancel because of it. Um, I've had a lot of people be like, oh, so are you just dating for podcast material? Is this going to end up on the podcast? And I'm like, if that's a big concern for you, then this isn't a match. Exactly.
0: they normally back down pretty quick. Uh Uh-huh. Actually, funny that you said that because I just today was listening to Whitney Cummins podcast and she literally like she literally just said that she's like, oh, I'm texting with this guy and the guest is like. Are you are you allowed to talk about him? Like, or is it okay that you are talking about him? And she's like, I don't give a shit. If he if he doesn't like it, then we're not we're not meant to be. And I was like, that's a great right. fucking like attitude to have because as soon and, as you uh, get there, like you can just be like, whatever.
1: Yeah. the The last guy that I dated um, for a couple weeks, uh, you know him actually, but uh, do I? He asked, yeah, he asked me uh, like to not talk about like really specific things about him.
0: Right. Specifics. There's ways you can... There's ways you can
1: be vague. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like... You know, if I said, oh, hey, like I went on a date to blah, blah, blah a restaurant and it was with him, I think he would be fine. Mm-hmm. But if I was like, oh, um, this is the size of his dick, he would probably <laughs> be like,
0: hey, could you not? <laughs> this is his occupation. Yeah, is- exactly. <laughs> and
1: like, and I will never name names. I mean, maybe if I like got into a serious relationship, I would start using their name. Right. But um, like in the dating thing, like, yeah, I talk about the dates that I go on. I talk about the things that I do. I talk about the guy. But, in only that person would know, exactly. or close friends of mine, and well, they
0: they know anyway.
1: Exactly, so.
0: that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I always get. Like, not if you're trying to sh- ruin anyone's life. Of course not. No, no, no. And it's your story to tell. Like this is the thing. If you're if you choose to have a date with someone and you choose to be a part of someone's life in a small way, like that person has every right to tell that story if they want yep. it would be the same as like if someone wrote a book about their dating life or someone yep. wrote a blog about it or painted yep. a picture that was inspired by dating like I don't know podcasting is kind of an art and in, in and of itself kind of thing so that's fascinating yeah, I, I don't know this is a, <laughs> I how this I'll tell is. you after you tell me after. I'll tell you after do I yeah. know them well no okay but someone I know interesting
1: yeah um, um I had a really recent story actually that I don't mind sharing because. Ooh, that let's bitch. share. Because it. <laughs> um, so what? It, it's because I said, because fuck that bitch.
2: <laughs> Here uh, <we> go. So, <laughs> uh,
1: an ex of mine is in a new relationship, and I had mentioned something kind of shitty that he had done to me, and she wrote me on the podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it was what I, it was funny because, like, when she wrote me, I was like, oh, my God, what did I say to make this chick that mad? So I go back and I listen to it, and it's it's not bad at all. And it's just, like, but she, like, lost her mind at me and, like, sent me a mess. I've, I've never spoken to this girl before. Right. First, why are you listening to your boyfriend's ex's podcast about dating? That's weird. That is Second, weird. Second how are you going to text me and tell me that you don't like hearing these things? Because that sounds like a you
0: problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, Anyway, I
1: was, I was pretty nice about it. Like I was just like, look, I'm sorry that you heard something that hurt your feelings, but I think you should be talking to him about this. Not me. Also, you're welcome uh, for opening
0: up your eyes to the person you're dating.
1: Well, that, that was the last thing I said to her. I was like, in my experience, so-and-so is a pathological liar. So if you require the receipts on the what I'm mentioning,
0: I got them. I'll send them to you. you. Know. <laughs> she didn't write back. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is the truth. Listen, when you said the, I I don't understand why someone would listen. I'm like, I've had definitely had times in my life where I would have listened to like my boyfriend's exes. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's, yeah, a, that's a maturity thing. She's clearly immature. Yeah,
1: and I'm not sure that I would tune into every episode or something, but if there was, like, a particular topic that I thought, hmm, I bet my boyfriend's going to get mentioned in this one, yeah. maybe I would listen to. But there's no fucking chance in hell that I would message the yeah, host.
0: That's taking it to the, the another step. That's like, you're trying to change yeah. the past? Like, yeah. like there's,
1: there's... And it was funny... <laughs> I said whatever I said about him in the last three minutes of an hour-long episode that like dropped at one p.m. and she was messaging me at three. Whoa! Told me she just happened to listen, and I was like, "Bitch, looks like you waited for this episode to drop." Was it like? Was it
0: obvious via like the episode title what it might be about? Or I wonder if she was listening the whole um, time. Like maybe she was a about gaslighting. So maybe. Oh. <laughs> Wow. I wonder if they're, do you know if they're still together? Yeah, she's pregnant. Whoa! Well. I,
1: I like, I I hope that it wasn't a big blowout. I hope that they are fine. I don't want to ruin any, like I said, I don't want to ruin anybody's life. But, like, he did a lot of shitty things to me.
0: I hope he's better to her. That's really all I can say about it. Yeah, exactly. That, this, it was your experience. and. Like, you're, like, you're allowed to tell that fucking story. Like, yeah, and I, it's funny
1: because you would have to know this guy pretty well to have known I was talking about him.
0: Right. Interesting. Oh, man. Yeah, I've definitely, I've dropped names by accident a couple times, and I've always bleeped them. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> like, you know when you're talking about someone, then you just, or you're talking with a friend or, like, a girlfriend, and you just say their name, just like. Yeah.
1: Like fun. My my former right. co-host, um, she never wanted to say her boyfriend's name, and that used to happen to her a lot, because she's just so used to being like, and then blah. Right. But so, that oh, had to get man. edited out a few times. Luckily, we don't do video yet, so... Um,
0: there you go. So it won't e- be obvious. E- it's
1: easy to just splice a name.
0: Yeah. I've started, in my video footage, I've started putting black blocks over people's mouths. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, yeah. If you, if you say like like someone's yeah. name, you're gonna tell, yeah, lip read or whatever. Um, that's so interesting. And the other interesting thing. So you you're you said you're 25 episodes in. I think so,
1: yeah. Because the last one that got released was 23, and then tomorrow's is 24, and then I was. Re- I recorded 25 today.
0: Right. And you did an episode a while ago. That was talking about a ba- like an email that you got that was kind of like mean to you a little bit, like, like Oh a guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy. Like what was it like processing that? Because that can't be easy, number one. I was really nervous about it. Yeah, I can
1: imagine. Um, there was two two reasons that I was nervous about it. One was because um, so the person who sent the email uh, had said that they had been at the speed dating
0: event with us. Right. So oh, yeah, we should catch f- the listeners up. So me and Jess, um, we went to a speed dating event together, um, which was run by our friend Geneva Dickey, who runs JE Matchmaking. <laughs> check her out as well. She's great. But you and I did this together and then we podcasted about it after. And this right. guy who reached out to you is clearly butthurt
1: from. Yes. So um, I, I'm pretty sure that I know who it is. Um, it was somebody that I had like checked friendship with. And I, I think my my biggest feedback on that event. And if I were to do it again, um, I would say that if I check friendship and they check romance, don't match us.
0: Yeah, why would they?
1: Because I think that um, in two instances, actually, I had checked friendship, and the, this person like used that as a door to try to change my mind to romance. So I'm assuming that they checked romance. Um, but yeah, anyway, this person texted me, and we were talking about accounting, because that's what I do for a paid living. And uh, he told me the difference between financial accounting and managerial accounting, And I was like, okay, thanks for mansplaining my profession to me. Uh. And then he goes, I don't think this is going to work out. Never heard from him again. But later that night was when I got, like, so he must have went to my website and there's just, like, a a comment here box. Filled that out, said his name was Mike, and just basically said that I was crap and I'll be single forever. It's like, okay, fine. I can live with that. I don't give a shit. But then he took it one step further and – emailed Mark, and in the email to Mark, he had said that he met me at the speed
0: dating event. Right. And that's where you got that tidbit of information.
1: Yeah, it tore me apart. The the really thing was, though, um, he said his name was Mike. Like, the email was, like, Mike, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. But you had taken a picture of the list, remember? Mm -hmm. And I had asked you if you knew. Yes. And there's nobody named Mike on the list. Right. So, my first nervous thing was like I don't want Mark to be upset that this person because I was kind of drunk at that event and Mm -hmm. he was really he was really upset that I was drunk at that event (laughs) which I don't know why you texted me then but uh yeah yeah, I didn't I didn't want Mark to be upset at Mm -hmm. me and I didn't want this guy to take it further and contact uh, Geneva yeah so those were the two parts of it that like I don't care. Somebody can message me and tell me they don't like me. Tell me that I'm a belligerent drunk and that I'm aggressive and erratic. These are all words he used. <laughs> I don't care. I, I have a thick skin and I can handle that. But don't email my boss and don't drag an event that I attended into this. Right. That, that was why I didn't. I thought it was a bit much. And but. he
0: chose how he reacted to that situation. Like it was him choosing to be a fucking... Yeah, Apple. he's my...
1: I have a one-star review from him. And...
0: <laughs> Listen, all podcasts should have at least one one-star one review. Mine, I think I have one that's like two stars or something that says, okay. that says something like... Eh, it's not bad. I put it on in the background. It's a little slow, though, and I was like, not one person in my life would ever describe how I talk <laughs> as slow. Like, not one. Yeah. Like, he's the only person in the world that would ever be like, mm, "It's gonna take her a while to get it out." Like, yeah. like Jesus, have you heard me talk? People think that I'm. I mean, it's probably it's probably the red ball. <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely helps. But um, no, that's that's insane. And also, like going back to your point about the speed dating and the matching. It's interesting, because I think about that night and that whole process, and mm-hmm. what I learned from it was that, like, you put friendship... To, like, I mean, I think in your case, you you had only checked a couple people as friends. Friendship, right?
1: Yeah. So I think that in total, I had said three romantic and maybe
0: another three friendships. Right. So for me, I don't think I said no to anyone. I think I literally put friendship or romance for everybody and that <laughs> that wasn't right. <laughs> like you know like again it goes back to like I'm trying to be nice. I don't want to like right. make you feel bad about yourself by saying that I'm not interested at all, but like I don't want to be friends with these people. Like, I'm not yeah, like, I got enough friends. I got tons of friends. Yeah, I had uh, one of
1: the, one of the people that I checked romance with, like we were texting and it's just like it, it was just flat texting. So Uh, I never really responded to, like, his last two messages because they were kind of stupid. Right. And, um, you know, I didn't really feel like I owed him an explanation. Yeah. I could have been like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm just not interested. Maybe that would have been the right thing to do. But we didn't have a date. Like, we met for five minutes. So I was just like, "Eh," I just kind of let it go. And uh, every time he sees me on Hinge, he will... And, it's like, one of my prompts is, like, communication or something. And he will always, like, match with me and be like, you're not very good at communication. You are a ghoster.
0: Oh, my God. Men are fucking weird. <laughs> okay, number one, he's matching with you. So he's saying, yeah, I want to match with you. And then he's yeah. insulting you.
1: He just wants to get a dig in, I guess. I don't know. Or maybe he's hoping that I'll match with him and be like, hey, I'm really sorry about that. Right. Or I'll be like, yeah, I did ghost you, what do you want? But like I don't owe him an
0: explanation. I feel like these speed dating events could use some expectation setting. Like, especially with the guys.
1: You know? Yeah. So like if I was to do it again, I wouldn't check friendship at all.
0: Yeah, I actually totally agree. And unless it was like someone who I could like <laughs> get advice from later. You know, <laughs> you know? Like, maybe if there was
1: like some reason to network with them, but yeah, exactly. again, I think I would write somewhere on my sheet, like, unless it's two friendship connections yeah. don't don't match us.
0: Right. Yeah, and I mean, that shouldn't be how it's done anyway. It should always just be, okay, romance, romance, match. Yeah. Friendship, friendship, I mean, match.
1: I can see it. You want to set up as many people as possible, and there's definitely many documented cases of people falling for their friends. <laughs> Maybe the five minutes wasn't enough, so. Right. From, a, from an event organization standpoint, I can understand that. Yeah. But personally, I don't. Like as soon as she sent that email out, all three of them texted me that night. Yeah, that
0: said friendship,
1: whereas like the people that said romance actually like waited two or three days.
0: Actually, I yeah, I matched with somebody and I never heard from them. And I and in all fairness, I didn't reach out either. You know, yeah. But I don't like reaching out. It's just like uh, it's
1: just like I reached how out I am. to the one that I liked. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. But we went out and it just was like not really very chemistry
0: interesting driven so you have a lot of dating experience like you've gone on a lot of dates um what in your mind sticks out as like what makes what makes you like someone like
1: I find if you're on a date with somebody and you don't have to talk about what you do for work or you don't have to describe your hobbies to them or you don't have to ask these like Uh, get to know you questions yeah if everything is just like conversation is flowing and like you're like this this and then you get sidetracked and you're talking about that and that's a good date to me
0: yeah a date where I'm
1: not just like okay what am I gonna say next uh what's your favorite book
0: I know do you feel like sometimes you have to lead the conversation like it's a podcast (laughs) interview (laughs)
1: yeah and and honestly my first dates have in some ways gotten better and in some ways gotten worse since Mm -hmm. I started this podcast because Mm. now I'm much better at just being like okay so and leading the conversation and asking them questions about themselves and I'm also much better at realizing they're not asking
0: me anything
1: right and that's such a turnoff to me
0: absolutely you want someone that matches you
1: you know? Yeah, I don't want to talk about myself to somebody all night, and I don't want to have to ask somebody prompting questions all night.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. What are your thoughts on getting into, like, super deep conversations on first dates? Like, super, I think de- did- super deep. Like, I'm talking, like, I went on a date with someone, and it was good, like, good conversation and stuff, but, like, we were talking about, like, oh, okay, what mental illnesses do we have? Like, <laughs> like that was first date conversation. I walked away going, well, that was fun, but I probably should have left some things to the imagination a little bit, Sarah. Jesus.
1: I think that for me personally, anything that comes up organically yeah. is totally on the table. Um, but if somebody, like, if I'm just like, you know, being like, if this is me on the date, so, any plans for the weekend? And they're like, oh yeah I'm going fishing with my with my friend uh do you have any
0: male illnesses <laughs> I would be like excuse me oh it's the worst and I hate how much do you make <laughs> I hate when you sit down for a date and you just like you instantly know you're not attracted like instantly yeah and then you have yeah. to like go through the motions I fucking hate those and I am always just like okay I usually set a time limit yeah, I'll be like, I, I just forty minutes, <laughs> yeah, and then you're done. My
1: biggest problem in those situations is I'm a pretty slow drinker. Yeah, um, same. especially if I'm drinking beer, then it, you go out with a guy, they're always going to finish their beer, and I'm like half done mine, and they're like, oh, should I get another one? And I'm like, yeah, I guess, and then I'll be almost done mine, and they still have like a, a third of their beer left, and they're like, oh, are you going to get another one? And I'm like, <sighs> no. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have to go.
0: Yeah, exactly. Fuck. I hate that. It's,
1: it's it's one of those things that like, if I'm having a bad time and you, or not even a bad time, but just like a mediocre, I don't want to see this person again time, they probably are too. And like, I can have one night where I go out with pretty much anyone, you know, like, so sometimes I'll get the second beer if if it's not too painful to talk to them. Yeah, exactly. And then I find in a lot of those situations I just don't text them and then I also never hear from them. Cuz if I had a bad time, they probably didn't have a
0: great time. I think the difference lies in well what both people actually want. AKA I think a lot of guys, I think a lot of guys go on dates because they want to fuck. And women go on, I think generally speaking, women typically go on dates because they want a relationship. And I think what can happen is, is like a woman won't be interested and she also won't be attracted. And then the guy is like, well, I don't want to date her, but I'm going to, I'm going to try for something, you know, like. Yeah. See, I find like when I'm not into somebody,
1: I'm also not flirty. Yeah. Like. So I think that somebody who might have been looking for something like that, like just that from me, and I wasn't into them, they're going to pick up on that. And they're going to be like, well, this isn't, this isn't low-hanging
0: fruit, so I'm getting out of here. That's actually really good, because I feel like with some personality types, like I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty bubbly and happy with a lot of people. And, right. And th- from, you know, juice. Dudes... Well, that's what meant. That's like, that's like juice for their energy. <laughs> exactly. And it's not, people don't know when I'm really flirting. You know, like they think they always think I'm flirting. I have a lot of dude friends that like I consider like brothers and I act the same way around them. But because I'm always really receptive and I laugh and like I can laugh at your joke, even though I don't want to fuck you. (laughs) yeah but but
1: see that's powering them up like your laughs and your everything it's like monsters inc scream
0: powering you're powering up their dick i'm powering up their dick yes and then and then they're like okay so this means i can hit on her and then i'm just Mm -hmm. like no i want someone i can talk to not someone i can just bang so
1: i'm the most closed off person ever if i don't like you
0: oh yeah you can just fucking tell right away eh yeah. Yeah. And
1: and I think that like I've had a lot of people tell me that I'm like like I, I go out, I don't get hit on, like in group settings or like at bars and stuff. Um, just because I'm not a very approachable person. And that's fine with me. But you that's wanna but
0: do you so what do you want in a guy? Like what's your like personality type wise? What are you looking for? Um, I like somebody with a good sense of humor,
1: somebody who can uh, like just feel comfortable in most situations. Um, Top of the list probably for me is somebody who has their own life and their own hobbies and their own friends
0: Yes, because I
1: have all those things and I don't have every night to spend with somebody. So if that's what their expectation is, that's not going to work. You know, I I want somebody who's like, has some sort of drive to them. Like if you're, I, would, I don't care what your job is as long as you're happy at it and you're hoping that you're on the path to something
0: good. Exactly. You're on the way to something. You don't something. need to
1: be in your dream job making six figures, but I, you need to at least say, I'm doing what I enjoy at this stage of my life and my plan is XYZ to make it better.
0: Right. Have like some sort of ambition.
1: So yeah, I mean, I just, like, I don't want somebody who's just, like, dragging their feet through life. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's totally fair. So, you said that you, you don't get hit on. Um, do, you, are, do you approach guys when you go out? Are you the approacher? I
1: <laughs> don't meet a lot of people when I'm out, um, typically because when I'm out, I'm, I'm there to be with the people that I went out with. Right. You know, um, I don't have many single friends, so it's not like, there's two little cougars hitting the town looking for their man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which would probably be a good way to. And I, I think that if I'm out there with that energy, which, I, you know, I've done it when I was younger, I am probably getting hit on in those situations. Right. But, like, you know, if I'm at Obladee, no guy's going to, like, walk up and be like, So, how
0: is your night going? I know.
1: I'm the- because I'm going to be like, Me and my friends are having a great
0: time. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> See you. It's so funny that yeah, you say and like, that because it's so true. It's this age, too, I think, you saying that you don't have a lot of single friends. It's mm-hmm. when you're in your 30s, like, I'm 33 and I'm the same way. Like, I can count on one hand the amount of, like, single girlfriends I could potentially go out with. Like Yeah, same. When we can do that again.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then to make, at this age, too, to make one night work. Yeah. It's just, like, it's not like I can go out on a Tuesday night now because I will be hungover until Thursday.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So, and, like, you know. And you don't want to go out when you're, like, when it feels like an obligation. Like, oh, I got to go out because I'm single. I got to make myself. Like, you're going to be in the wrong mindset. Yeah. Like, Geneva's taught me a lot about mindset. and. Mm-hmm. I mean that that girl shout out to Geneva, cuz I mean she she talks about like you know sitting at the bar and putting your body outwards so like dudes can commit like stuff like that and I totally yep. when I hear it I get it but I just I have a real issue doing it you know like it just feels weird See to and me. that's and that's where it comes in that like I can't do it on a Tuesday cuz I can do that
1: when, like three drinks Jessica is flirty and fun
0: Ah three drinks One drink
1: Jessica is looking at her phone the whole time a little bored well, I just, like, I bring, I'm the type of person who brings a book to a bar. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I will that read. Good. That could
0: be an icebreaker for a guy. Oh, you're reading that book? Oh, no, no, no.
1: And that's actually happened. I was at Celtic Corner one day, and, like, I was doing work on my laptop, and I just kind of got bored of it, but, like, I was, I would ordered food, I was having a drink, I was just having a little self-party, and so I was reading for a little while, and this guy, I see him walk by and go to the bathroom, and then I see him come back and walk back to where he was sitting. And then he walks by again and like dropped a little note on the table, <gasps> and it's it said like I'm a big reader too. Uh, thought you were cute. If you're interested, give me a call and oh give me
0: his phone number. Did you Did you call
1: him? No, I was in a I was dating somebody
0: at the time. Oh, that this is was really
1: cool, though. It's probably four years ago. Oh wow! Yeah, I thought it was a bold move. For, I mean, I didn't really get a great look at him either because he was like so stealthy. Right. Um that I, I don't know that had I been in a position to call, right. I would um, yeah, have, um, but I'm, I'm also, them. you'd
0: have to see them to figure yeah. out whether or not. You
1: it was called. like the middle of the day. Like I was, I was having odd beer. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was too shy to like give them a, a, a once over.
0: Right. Attraction is important. Like just to have that initial, like, okay, at least I can look at you so yeah for
1: sure and like I think that too if you if you meet somebody more naturally than just swiping on their picture you're able to say okay I like these two or three things about them and you know maybe they don't have your dream body or maybe they're starting to lose their hair but like they've got really nice eyes and a nice smile so you know I think that when you meet people in person attractive enough is a lot more yes uh, it's easy. It's easier to latch on to than on the apps when you're like, "Ooh, is this person attractive enough? How tall are they? Mm, how right. old are they? Mm.
0: Hmm, what's their job?" You go down like, a hierarchy of like. Yeah, and then like
1: you're just like one thing. You're like, "Ooh, they have one. Their teeth are kind of yellow. Fucking." I hate that. <laughs> as long as you can talk yourself out of it, you do sometimes, especially on Bumble. Yeah. Because I don't want to have to figure out what I'm now going to say to them. I know. I find on Tinder. And Hinge, I'm a lot more forgiving.
0: Um, oh yeah, but I,
1: I hate Bumble because of the time, the time, the time stamp, constraint.
0: Too. Yeah, I well, yeah, I like tend when to I'm swiping, match, I tend to match at 3 a.m. and then I forget I have to message them. <laughs> 24 hours.
1: Yeah, because when I'm swiping,
0: I'm in swiping mode. I'm not in messaging mode. Oh man, so are you? So going back to to dating and stuff. Right now is a weird time. Right now is. We're in a fucking quarantine. How are you how are you holding up? and uh, all of this isolation?:
1: Honestly, um, so for the first two weeks, uh, first two or three weeks, I guess, I was dating somebody. Really? So we had spent, yeah, we had met like right before everything sort of happened. Um, and then everything closed, and like we both live alone, so we sort of said, okay. Do we keep seeing each other? Yeah. Because if I have it, you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not putting anybody else at risk because we both, like I said, we both lived alone. Uh, so we kept hanging out, and I think that it was it was hard because th- just the days are long, and like I was just sitting around doing nothing. He was still working, so I was like, "Why isn't this guy texting me? Why it, why like?" Right. And then it just. Uh, it, it ended. Uh not not gonna talk about why, but uh so it did. And then for the the first week after that ended it was very hard. Absolutely. Fuck. Because, uh, you know, I was really sad. Uh I didn't I didn't want it to end. Aww. Um and since then, honestly, I'm just kind of used to it now. Like, mm-hmm. I make myself a little to-do list each day, and the hours just kind of pass. Right. And I get I get shit done. Sometimes I relax. Um, I haven't been feeling great for the past two days. Uh, I don't know, just headaches, just constant uh-oh. headaches. Uh-oh. But, uh, like, I don't have any other symptoms. I, right.
0: I but, but, I mean, like, listen, anytime I get a little symptom, I'm like, uh-oh. like like I literally like there's been so many times that I've thought I've had it just based on like little symptoms here and there you know
1: I mean for me it's like if I have it well and I don't feel like I can't breathe or something oh oh, well I have it it'll pass yeah you've been doing everything
0: correctly so if you have it you'll just deal you know you'll deal with it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly it's like
1: I'm not spending time with anybody now so, yeah. It's like, okay, well. And
0: the fact of the matter is, probably I a I lot of people have it's it. Like, probably a lot of people have it and don't know.
1: Yeah. yeah. I just think I've been getting headaches, all this extra screen time, mm. and all this. Like, I've probably been sleeping nine or 10 hours a night, which really isn't. I wake up still feeling tired from that. Yes. But yeah, like, I'm on a way better schedule. I don't. I miss my friends. I miss going out and doing stuff. I really need to get back to work.
0: Yeah but um well I know because I heard you, you talking about it on an episode of yours uh, your time of zoom and how you hate zoom and I related I related yeah. so hard because like I've said I'm thankful that I have this that I can like see people and still podcast and still talk but I, I just fucking hate it like it's just I, I just not
1: find it hard to end yeah like how do you say and like you know I've got a couple close friends that I've been zooming with where I'm just like I don't want to do this anymore, so I got to go. <laughs> <Zoom> <laughs> and they just over. know me, so it's like, they're, they're just like, all right. Because like, it's like, when you're on a call in normal days, it's like, all right, well, I got to run because I need to go do this. But it's right. like, actually, I just need to do exactly what we're doing
0: <laughs> just not in not, total
1: you. silence by myself.
0: <laughs> I know. It is really awkward.
1: I, I, but like,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm not really a, I'm kind of, I like my time alone. Like, mm-hmm. that's another thing that I look for. That's why I always say dating somebody, they need to have their own friends and their own life and their own hobbies because I want to be alone sometimes. Like, if I was to cohabitate with somebody, we would each need a space that was designated as our own. Um, like, like yes. the, the first boyfriend that I ever really, like, lived with, um, I was in university at the time, and... He didn't want me to, like, I'm from Nova Scotia. I went to school in Newfoundland. Uh, He didn't want me to go home for the summer because we had done the long distance thing the summer before and it was pretty hard on both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like, I can't afford to stay here and live for the summer. Um, So he lived in a house with his sister, but they had another bedroom. So I actually moved in with them just for the summer, which worked great because we knew it had an end date. I was moving back in with my friends in September uh, so we just, like, played house for a little while, basically. But that was one of my things. It wasn't – it was, like, yeah, we slept in the same bed every night, but I was, like, I need my, I need my own yes, bedroom. Yes, absolutely. Like, when I want to go take a nap, I don't want you to be fucking in my space.
0: When I want to go read, I don't want you to be around, like – Yes, so important. So you that's- can smother each other. Like, I really feel for couples that are, like, in that, like, less than six-month mm-hmm. stage of potentially, yeah. like, being quarantined together, like – yeah you're gonna find out real quick if you either want to marry that person or if you're done like you're gonna find out real damn quick
1: well another relationship i was in and like so the second boyfriend that i ever lived in um we'd been saving for a house so we lived in a little tiny one bedroom basement apartment together and we fought a lot because you couldn't get away couldn't get away. like i don't want to have to go to bed to get away from you
0: yeah yeah, but
1: like you know, where else are you gonna go? And I, I didn't have a car at the time, so it wasn't like I could just like go for a drive. Luckily, we had a dog, so you had we a dog just with somebody. Take the dog for walks, and oh wow! Yeah.
0: So how many, Oliver? How many um boyfriends have you lived with in total?
1: Um, technically three. Wow, um, but one of them
0: was very short-lived and very bad right yeah and i mean yeah like i said it, it's it's just it's a real test to a relationship yeah and,
1: and like that first one like i said like we moved in together we knew i was gonna leave
0: mm-hmm.
1: again to move back so like i said we yeah we lived together and i think i paid like 150 dollars a month in rent to his mom because, like, his parents paid for their house. Right. And, uh, yeah, th- that was, like, yeah, we lived together, but it wasn't
0: real life. Right. Right, right, right. Oof. Yeah. Oh, boy. And, 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 and when you break up and you live with someone, that is the worst. Yeah, so, I, like, I the lived worst. with
1: somebody. We, we were together for five years. And, like, we owned the house that we lived in. So it was, like, you know, nobody could kick the other one out. Right. But when we broke up, yeah, like, so luckily it was a two-bedroom, so I just moved into the spare bedroom until I could find an apartment and figure things out. We had a really amicable breakup, like, we would still hang out and watch TV.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah, no, it it was, it wasn't because he wasn't a great guy, it was because we, our lives weren't on the same path anymore.
0: Well, that's good in a way because you can just be like, it's nothing personal. It's just we're on different. Yeah, we're on different paths. Yeah, I
1: mean, eventually we got there. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but like, you you start dating somebody. I mean, I was twenty three, maybe almost twenty four when we started dating. Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah and then yeah.
1: you know, then I'm twenty eight, and now I I own two houses with this person. Or, you know, we've gone on umpteen vacations, and I, like I was just like staring at him, being like. He would be like, Oh, I'm going to do this, or like, Oh, I'd love to do this. And I'm like, Why? Right. I just could not, like, he, he, the way that he would describe his life was just absolutely, I was like, I want to go traveling. And he was like, Well, I want to start a business. It's like,
0: um, <laughs> Uh-oh. This might not be a match anymore. Oh, okay. So it was just like, you guys wanted different things.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, when you start a relationship when you're that young, how can you? I mean, I know that as humans, even, in, even now, like me five years from now is probably going to be different, but I don't think that my desires are going to change that much. Whereas like when I was 24, all I wanted to do was finish school and get a, get a great job. And I, I was excited for those things, but then it's like, okay, well now I have money in the bank. What, why? I don't want to buy this house. Right. You want to buy it. So, okay, we will. And then, you know, we were buying like $2,500 fucking couch.
0: Yeah. No
1: big what? deal. <laughs> like it's just like I I just felt like we were playing dress up for this life that I didn't want, right? Oof.
0: And so that was how well. We good thing up, you realized it and got out of it, you know. Like
1: yeah, and, and you know, obviously it hurt. It like I brought it up, it blindsided him. But then, like I said, we we worked through it, and it was fine. Everything was fine. That's everything's
0: fine. That's good. We're still.
1: We're still very civil. I mean, like, I kept my name on the mortgage um, for a couple of years until he was able to, That's where I said he started his own business. He he had to produce financial statements. You have to be in business for so long. So I stayed on the mortgages so that he didn't have to sell the houses. Um, You know, every time I was in Newfoundland, he would still let me come visit the dog. Uh, When we had to put the dog down, he Ah. flew me there.
2: So, like, we, I
1: mean, we have no reason to talk anymore, so we don't. But if I ran into him on the street, I wouldn't. Be
0: like, mm, don't want to see you. Wow. Well, that's that's good though. Wow, I can't imagine having a dog with someone having to put the dog down. Yeah, I mean, he was he was old dog by then. He was really sick. Right. Yeah, a little bit easier than if that's the case. So, would you say that you're um, like, are you a relationship person? Like, do you consider yourself someone who like prefers like formal, long term relationships? Mm-mm.
1: That's an interesting question, uh, because I think that a formal long-term relationship, like, there's not just one type of that. Yeah. Um, But so, yes, ultimately, I'd like to find a person and build a life with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't really know how that looks. Yeah. Like, whether that's 100% monogamy, whether that's, you know, like, it could be. I might meet somebody who I'm just, like, totally enamored with. But it's been so long since, like, I really had big, lo- like, I haven't been in, lo- in love in six years. And, like, I'm at the point now where I look back on that and I say, was that love? Oh Have my I gosh. ever been in love? I feel the same way. Yes. And it's like, because the way that my capacity to love another person at that point, I I believe has grown. Yes. So, I don't think that the love that I had for that person is what I would consider love today. Right. Cuz like I treated him so badly sometimes. Like he would like like I would just I would nag and I would be so angry every time he stepped out of the little box that I had put him in. Yes. And like it, but it's because I just
0: wasn't mature enough. Absolutely. Was there an age difference? So
1: No. Well, I mean, I guess
0: technically I was a couple of months old. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm February and he was October. I look back because my last relationship was eight years ago. And I look back and I'm like, I was such a monster. Like, I was such a shitty girlfriend. Like, I just wasn't fun... I I was, again, yeah. like, what you said, naggy, um, controlling, uh, really needy, like, wouldn't, like, anytime he had fun with people, like, I would get really, like, why aren't you home? Like, like, I, that was, yeah. I was overbearing. Mind you, I had reasons, like, why I was, and he ended up cheating on me. But, like, regardless, yeah. the type of person I was and how we were together was so not right? And yeah. I think the love was real, but who I was, that wasn't me. Like, yeah, I didn't
1: have a lot of friends in Newfoundland, and so I, I felt that like, yeah, he would go out with his friends, and, and it's funny because I, like I said, I list that as one of my most important things now. Yeah. But he would go with his friends, and I would be like, well what am I supposed to do? Yeah. He'd be like, well, you can come or you can stay home. Like, the choice is yours. I'm like, I don't want to go with your friends. I don't like them. And he would be like, well, then stay home. Yeah. And then I would, like, be texting him and be like, when are you coming home? Exactly. And it's like, that's not me. Like, I'm now I'm more the type of person that, like, if I was out with my significant other and I wanted to go home, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to go home now. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to see you later.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> you stay out. You have fun. You do you. I, I, But oh my God. I wouldn't have done
0: that. Then. I always think I'm like if if he was dating the girl I am now like he would have we would have been more of a match you know like yeah, I always think that
1: can't take anything back you can't can't change the past
0: no nope. passes in the past and uh yeah I mean breakups are tough I mean like they say it takes half the amount of time you were together to truly to really get over somebody
1: and you know I believe that because like that ex of mine um like, we were together for almost five years, and then I rebounded right away.
0: Oh, did you? Like, how, how, how um, long after the breakup?
1: Maybe three three months. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is, um, that's pretty soon. Yeah, it was very soon. Yeah. And, I, and I, I did it, I mean, it, it, wasn't, it was kind of not nice the way that it happened, because, like, I had met the person while we were still together. Oh, we worked okay. together. And I never would have left him you know what I mean? I never would have. Mm -hmm. I would have just stayed complaining and nagging and being unhappy. Yeah. And this, this person, I let them be the push.
0: The catalyst. I never cheated.
1: Right. Like, yeah, I never cheated on him. But, um, yeah, as soon as we were, like, I was moved out and we were done, I, I did jump into another relationship. Um, but I also knew it wasn't going anywhere. Like, I had quit my job with the government. I was working at Boston Pizza full-time. Uh, I was planning my move back to Nova Scotia. Right. I wasn't making a plan with this person. It was more you know, of I a was, comfort. I was, thing. It was just I couldn't sit at home alone after living with somebody for four years. I just I needed that space and time. But then when I actually got back to Nova Scotia, I didn't date anybody for probably... Two years
0: right
1: and then it was just as i was going planning to go to australia for a year and i had gotten like the working holiday visa and i was like i sold my car i was selling all my stuff uh, i met somebody then um so i was to leave in january and and we started like seeing each other in october and so together ish uh we made the decision to because i was going to just cancel the whole trip to be with this guy. Oh, really? And yeah, and he was like, "Well, i think
0: you should go because you'll resent me."
1: Yep. And so we compromised on me going for 2
0: months. Interesting. And then you were still together when you got back? He broke up with me the day i got back. What? <gasps> yeah. Oh my god, that's some 90s sitcom show type of shit. That seems, yeah, that's Yeah, i like i, a I don't understand. TV show.
1: Yeah. I don't understand it because, like, I could have made a phone call to some friends or family and been like, "Go pack up this apartment, put it in a storage locker." Yeah, I had sold like all my big furniture for the most part, right? And uh, get yeah, get get rid of. Do you apartment. have a
0: reasoning like
1: to well break up with you so, like
0: in person the day after you came back? That's minus. it was because I was
1: cranky. What? Yeah. So my trip back from Australia took almost like it was like 38 hours or something ridiculous. Cause my flight from New York back to Halifax got canceled and you know, it's a long trip anyway. And so I was really cranky. Um, so he came and picked me up from the airport and brought me back to my apartment and he had had a key to my apartment while I was gone. And uh, so he had like everything there for dinner. He had a bottle of wine, he had flowers for me. We had a great night. Obviously I was exhausted, but we had a really nice night. Then the next morning, I was like, okay, I need to get some groceries. I didn't have my car back yet. Um, Like, my parents um, had it because it was winter. They didn't want it just sitting there getting, like, snowed and iced in. And my mom was, like, driving it a bit. And, uh, yeah, so he took me to the grocery store because, obviously, I hadn't lived there in two and a half months. I had nothing. So, before that, this is such a dumb story. No. I... so It's like, it's so dumb. So we go, my mom worked at Tim Hortons. Okay. So we go to Tim Hortons. We each get a coffee, say hi to my mom, you know, big hug. She had met the, that person before, so she was happy to see them all. You know, thanks so much for taking care of my daughter, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we're going to the grocery store. So it's winter, and I had just been in Australia. And this guy parks at the end of the superstore oh, parking fuck. lot. <laughs> I, I had, like, a summer jacket on, oh, God. not a proper winter jacket, and I was like, could you have parked any farther away?
0: <laughs> that's fair, though. Like, that's totally fair. And, like, fair. I was just,
1: like, I was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, and he was like, oh, well, whatever. And was, so we walked to the door, <sighs> and he was just one of those people that, like, kind of like to pick at you as that's their sense of humor. Yes. And then we were walking in, and we each still had our coffees, and he was like, I want another coffee. This one's gross. And I was like, my mom made that for you. (laughs) (laughs) And he turned around and walked out the door.
0: That's such a girl. How old were you at this time? 30. Wow. (laughs) My mom made, I get, I totally get it though. I totally get, it's like, he was being unappreciative. And like, I was
1: so cranky and then like, it's so stupid. It's such a stupid fight. Like, why'd you park so far away? Don't complain about something that my mom.
0: Yeah, You didn't even have
1: to pay for that. You didn't even have to pay for it. Yes. And yeah, he turned around and walked out of the grocery store.
0: Wow. And that was it? And then I had to walk home. So that was the breakup? Yeah. And then he just and then there was nothing, no no message. Oh,
1: for another for another 14 months he still proceeded to sleep with me and say things like, "Well, if you would act more like this, maybe I would date you." <sighs> and so I tried to act more like that and
0: right. You know. Uh... It always just kind of it would just up and down up and down up and down yeah and that that a relationship should never be like that
1: no i mean it's just master manipulation is... on his part and just total fucking naivete and desperation on my part <sighs> like i would have done anything to convince him to like me again
0: i feel that though like my ex-boyfriend cheated on me and and I was begging him to stay with me, you know, like, like, yeah. like, like stuff like that, what where it's doing? like, what, yeah, what is this? This is like straight up codependency. And also it's like you, th- there is an aspect of like, you just don't know what you want that and you, yeah. you don't know what well, you could I not. just couldn't
1: picture my life without him. And like, and honestly, it wasn't because he was so amazing. It was because I had made all these choices to be with him.
0: You compromised so but much.
1: I, I, yeah, I could not fathom having lost my in Australia having done whatever I did to change my life for him for nothing yes so I was willing to do anything to make sure that those choices
0: were not for they nothing. like paid off in a way
1: yeah exactly it's almost like you know if you're three years into a degree that you hate yes and you don't even want to do the job
0: but you still finish the degree yes yes and it sucks that like we think that way where it's like maybe, and it's like you're a fan of uh, Jared Freed, so am I. Like Jared Freed mm-hmm. always says, it's just not a match. Yeah, and like I, well, it's just, like we are not a match.
1: Everyone yeah, well, no, has a
0: match. Like it's
1: you're just not yeah. it. And like, I, I it's one thing that I really learned is just because you spent a long time making a mistake doesn't mean you should power
0: through it. It's still a mistake. Turn around, drop it. Drop it. It's like a oh, what's it called? Um sunk cost fallacy is that what it is kind of the idea of like staying okay. in something because you're you, you've invested so much so you yeah. you stay in it and it's like yeah. yeah how many and then it's like and then you look back and you're like i wasted so much time on this stupid investment that didn't pay yeah. off so now one thing i learned
1: from that is to value my time yes. more than Trying to change
0: someone's mind. Uh, dang, dang.
1: Uh.
0: <laughs> You're so freaking right, though. Like, and I can even apply that to haven't had a lot of relationships, but I've had a lot of situationships where it's like, what am I doing? Like, what am I? Yeah. What am I doing in this? Like, I literally um have recorded myself. This is sad, but I, <laughs> I recorded my own voice talking to myself about times where I've thought about, um, like, having feelings for a certain person again or, like, going back to a certain person being, like, "Yeah, you can't make him love you. Stop trying. Yeah. Like. like,
1: And, and the, the reverse of that is true, too. Like, I dated a guy probably about two years ago now. If you were to list everything I want in somebody, he checked every single box. But for whatever reason, I just. I didn't. It didn't feel right Right. and so now whenever something doesn't feel right I give it one more date yeah maybe two if like we had actually been seeing each other for a while and then I ended
0: that's totally fair that's
1: yeah and I stopped trying to fall in love with potential
0: oh yes the idea of somebody (laughs) Yeah. 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 Hardcore. I mean, all these things I'm saying are obviously much easier said than done. Oh, 100%. But but, I mean, it's 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 harder than people think. And it it takes a lot of mental gymnastics to Mm -hmm. get through shit like that. Because like, I'm aii I'm a love addict. Like, I love love. I want love. And I'm, I'm very much so known for falling in love with potential. Or, like, the babies. Or, like, you know, like, the little chance that something might happen. Like, I hold on to that so tight. And, yeah. and you're totally right. Stop falling in love with potential. Like, that's a great way to say it. Fall in love with the person yeah, like who shows up for you. Like, someone should yeah, be fucking showing up for you. Yeah.
1: There's, there's been a guy that, geez, it's been two and a bit years now. And, like... I still have feelings for him. Right. And it's so dumb because it's like he couldn't live up to the expectations that I have from him. You know what I mean? Like, I oh, yeah. put him on such a pedestal in my mind yep. that if we were to actually date, I would be
0: like, what the fuck? You didn't yeah. do this one thing that I wanted you to do. You
1: know, I would just be like, who are you? Yeah. This, isn't, this isn't who I fell in love with. Yeah. You would be like, "Oh, yeah,' because you're an idiot, and we were
0: you can't like my version of him is not real, yes, yes i I, I idealize people a lot like i will yeah. I will see only like the most perfect version of them, and then I forget that there's these days that they're these moody, needy babies. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't want to deal with. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I just,
1: like, if I have a good connection with somebody, like, I just take it in my mind, and I just, I draw the line to the future, and I'm like, oh, they're my person. Yeah. I need them. Yeah. Yeah. And so when those things fall apart, they always sting a little bit more. They really do you know, sting. It's a little harder to get over.
0: Oh, my God. Big time. I'm reading this book called Getting to I Do, which is from the 90s, and it's by this okay. relationship expert. Who is kind of polarizing because, I mean, obviously she was big in the 90s, so she's old. And the yeah. book has a lot of. Uh, Geneva actually read it and she's like, you're going to want to throw this book across the room because <laughs> um, it talks about masculine and feminine energy and how you like to have a good partner, you need your complementary version like if you're more feminine if you and it's like the feminine people want their feelings understood and the masculine people want their ideas validated or something like that it's about like okay. how you love and if you want to be understood you want to be the feminine energy and you have to like portray yourself in a certain way to attract the masculine and it's very interesting okay. but it's like there's some outdated ideas in it but it's really making me hardcore change how I act with men like with my guy that I have that I have feelings for that is idealized and the potential I'm not texting him anymore I don't text if he texts me we can chat because we are friends um right but I refuse to start the conversation and I know that that sounds like so stupid stupid but it, it, makes it doesn't sense because i'm like if you really want to talk to me talk to me yeah i'm not chasing anymore i'm done oh, and i just yeah, even just the
1: idea of chasing like if you have to chase a guy in my opinion they're probably not interested
0: he's not your, he's not your guy you should be like yeah. meeting each other
1: yeah like i I don't know if there's, I don't really know if this is true because I don't, I don't do it, but like I could see that girls will sort of put up a little bit of a a guard more than men do. So men sometimes have to break through that little wall Yes, and then it's fine, but I don't think men do that.
0: Nope.
1: Like if they're into you, you'll know. You'll
0: know. And, but I do also think, I do also think that it can get murky, like I tend to go for guys that are very hot and cold. That are very much so acting like my boyfriend one day, and then the next day I don't hear from them, or like the next three days I don't hear from them, and I'm like, this isn't fair. Be consistent. Choose <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. choose, choose I, I which one that... you are and stick with it, so I know what's going on.
1: <laughs> but I, I always think that the, like, there's got to be a reason that they're acting yeah. that way. 100
0: percent. Um, and I and I think you have to remind yourself of that, right? Like. Yeah, like, and it couldn't, it might not have anything to do with you. It could be that he had a
1: huge project at work, and they're fucking stressed, and they stayed there till midnight, and then they went home, and they went to bed, and you didn't. Exactly. It's not that you didn't cross their mind, but they're like, I don't have the energy to even start that conversation, so I'm not going to. i yeah. Where I would always text somebody and be like, hey, I'm having a crazy day at work, so sorry you haven't heard from me, and you ain't gonna hear from me for the rest of the night
0: either. Take care of soon. You, you say what's up.
1: Yeah, like, if I'm dating somebody, like, I will, at the bare minimum, check in with you every day.
0: Yeah, and I, and I, me as well. And when people don't do that back at me, I get, I used to, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting better at it. But, like, I used to be the overthinker that would just go to multiple scenarios of, like, you know, they're dating someone, or they're talking to this girl, or they're doing this. Like, and I've made a point to just go, don't think about it. Don't think about it. See, for me,
1: I've made a point to be like, hey, I want to hear from you every day. That's my standard.
0: Yeah, that's also really good too. Just setting the expectations of like, if you're into me, yeah. this is what I want. Like,
1: like I said, literally, even if it's a 20 second text, will you have your fucking shit? Text me and say, I have a crazy day coming up. Yes. Give... You probably won't hear from me, but we'll talk soon. Exactly. Ugh. Then I'm like, cool. Yeah. Like, that did not take more than 10 seconds, yeah. 25 seconds, if you're a bit of a shitty texter. I don't think I've
0: ever had that with a dude. I don't think a dude has ever given me that level of, like, reassurance. <laughs> not. Yet. I've asked for it.
1: You know, I've just asked for it. I've been like, look, especially if you're, like, getting to, like, the, you know, you're seeing each other two or three times a week or you're getting to the point where you've been dating for, like, two or three months. And, you know, you haven't defined anything. You haven't really talked about it. But, like, I'll say to Somebody, I'll be like, look. If I don't hear from you every day, I'm gonna start assuming that you don't like me very yeah. much. When I assume that you don't like me very much, I assume that I should be continuing to date other people. So you
0: do what you want to do with that
1: information. Yep.
0: There you go. Fucking yeah, you gotta fucking put it out there. God
1: yeah. damn it. He oh. got to threaten their home, and their <laughs> home is your vagina. <laughs> so you gotta say, look, I'm gonna pull up
0: a little fence. Absolutely, we ain't gonna get it in there anymore. Uh, if you no waiting around, don't wait around. I think too and I think, too many women wait around.
1: Well, that and I think it's also important too. like if I say that, if I say this is my standard mm-hmm. and you still don't live up to it. I have to walk away.
0: Yes. And actually, that really ties into the book because the book I'm reading, it talks about the feminine energy and how a lot of people tend to think that feminine energy is more like giving, nurturing. But actually, like she says in the book, like if you're tapping into the feminine, you're saying, this is what I want. If you don't mean it, bye bye. Like literally, like literally as simple as that. Like it's you say what you need. If they can't fulfill it, you move on and find someone else. And I'm like, damn damn.
1: But you have to, if you're gonna lay down the law, if you're gonna put that boundary there, you have to actually be prepared. To walk away. To walk
0: away. Yes. And that's the hard part. That's the hard part. And I mean, maybe you're not quite prepared, but you try. <laughs> you know? Like, like well, try to. <laughs> otherwise,
1: like, if I, like, if you and I were dating, and I said, look, Sarah.
2: <laughs> Why are you breaking up
1: with is, me? <laughs> <laughs> like, the thing is, uh, my expectation is that you make time for me twice a week. Right. And you're like, well, I'm busy. And I'm like, well, I want to date somebody that wants to date me twice a, week. twice a week. And you're like, okay, well, cool, fine. Let's keep dating then. And then we're still hanging out once every two weeks. Yeah. And I'm still like, okay, that's good. Fine. Now nothing else I say
0: you're going to take seriously. Because exactly. you're like, well, stupid idiot. what I to-. happens. You know? And fucking...
1: Well, it's also... You say, Well, I can get away with that. Yeah. I'm gonna, I can probably get away with this too. Yeah. Ugh. So if you set a boundary, you have to be prepared to say, Okay, you didn't meet that boundary. Bye. Bye bye. And maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe they'll be like, Wow,
0: I fucked yeah, up. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll change. Sometimes they got to lose you to realize. I, I...
1: Yeah. But... And I'm not saying that you can't set a boundary, walk away, and then somebody realize that you are know, like, Okay, wait, I, I made a mistake yeah give them a second chance like i believe in second chances i do too i don't believe in third chances and fourth chances
0: and fifth chances but second chances for sure second chances for sure everyone as long as you just admit how you fucked up and like that's such an important quality i think in people to me like just the idea to be like i fucked up this way here are the shitty aspects of myself and like here's how i'm dealing with that and I'm gonna like work on it
1: exactly because like yeah but that's the important part is I I recognize it and I'm gonna fix it and this is how you know maybe you're gonna go to therapy maybe you're gonna if it's you're too busy maybe you're gonna say okay well I'll drop this other thing
0: off my plate I'd love to talk to like a couples therapist That would be that would be that would be be so interesting just because like I I always hear um, there was actually one of my favorite podcasts guys be fucked. They had a therapist on who deals with marriages and he (laughs) even went on record to say as soon as you walk through that door the marriage is over. Like he even admitted that like if you're in therapy as a couple the chances of staying a couple at the end are very (laughs) slim like and I remember when I was, like, on the verge of breaking up with my ex, like, I was like, we'll do therapy. We'll do, <laughs> like, I, like, I, I was yeah. just like, we'll do anything. Let's do anything to save this thing. And it's like, the ship is going to sink. The ship is just yeah, going to sink. Yeah, I've,
1: I've never been to therapy of any kind. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I, I've, not that I couldn't probably benefit from some. Everyone could, truly. But, um, yeah, I, I do think that if you're having relationship problems, um... It might be better to see a therapist separately, separately. first yes. and then, you know, maybe be like okay, once a month let's do an appointment together, but
0: Yeah. A
1: lot of issues are not couple issues, they're individual and, and issues. then it's the
0: mishmash of the two that create the yeah. create the issues, which is which is interesting. Um I've done therapy a couple times, it's very like You'll just start bawling. Like, as soon as they start, like, (laughs) kind of probing you with questions, it's just like, oh, my childhood. And, like, you don't think your childhood, it's crazy, you don't think your childhood plays into the issues you have, and it 100% does. Oh, it does, for sure. Big time. Yeah, like,
1: therapy, it's always been, the blockade for me has always been the cost.
0: Yes. Agreed. Apparently, it's cheaper now that, like, you can do it over Zoom. Like, uh, apparently, rates have gone down a bit. Um, Hmm. I don't know that for sure. I heard that somewhere, but um, one thing that you did on Lather, Runs Repeat, which inspired a bonus episode of mine, which I just put up, um, was oh. your episode where you asked people to describe you in one word.
1: And I yeah. really loved
0: that episode because it really showed a different side of you that I don't think has really been on the podcast since you started. Really, it was more about it was well more about you. I you think. Know?
1: Yeah, that's probably the first episode uh, since the host introduction episode that we did where I wasn't sort of playing a character. Interesting. Um, because, I mean, where my podcast is, like, uh, essentially comedy, mm-hmm. I I do, I mean, I, I don't ever lie on the podcast. Everything I say happens, yes. but, you um, you put a comedic spin know, on it. Exactly. Yeah. I might be telling a story that broke my heart, but I'll make it funny. Right. You know You're what I putting mean? putting that
0: filter on it because that's what the podcast is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, that episode, and it's funny because it wasn't like, like, I just thought that I'd be like, oh, yeah, got one that said kind. Yeah. And then it just really, like, <laughs> Mark actually paused and was like, do you think you can do that without crying? And I was like, no, no I don't think I can. So, and like, you know what? just fucking leave it I in there. I'm going to
0: say it. I disagree with Mark. If I was, if I was your producer in that moment, I would have just left it rolling because I think, I honestly just think it was so authentic, so genuine, so vulnerable. And if people see that and relate to that, that's even better for your show because they're going to relate to you more, you know? Yeah. Like, that's why I know it's scary because, like, Geez, like, I've cried on my show many times, too, and it's just like, oh, boy. It was just kind of in-
1: embarrassing because it was like, I didn't expect, like... You
0: didn't expect it to happen. It was an unexpected tear-up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it was it was interesting because um, it showed that people see you can see you as one way, and you can either agree or disagree with what they say, but there's always that one thing about yourself that you're kind of hoping, like, people see in you you know yeah. and 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 you said it was the it was the kind thing and so one person said kind and then that kind of hit you for me it was like when I did it I got a lot of really nice answers and I was like well no one said smart and I would like to be seen as smart you know okay and yeah. it's like kind of it kind of makes you realize like okay this is the area of myself that like I have to work on projecting yeah it's o not visible more, yeah which is very interesting
1: did anybody say anything about
0: the way you look?
1: No. Yeah, me either. And, I, and I, I don't think that that is, that didn't bother me. I was I was hoping that people wouldn't, yeah. that they would, that they would comment on my personality. And I think I might have even worded it and used the word, like, personality. Yes. Oh, true. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. To try to weed that out. I, I can't remember how I asked the question. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was, I was happy that nobody was like, oh, you're so cute. Yeah. No, I know. Because cute like gets under my skin. <laughs>
0: it does. I hate like, it too. I never want to be described. Thirty-four as cute. year old woman. Yeah, I know. But like, but as a girl, like you tend to get either you get either cute, hot, sexy, pretty, like or beautiful, beautiful, yeah. And I mean, yeah. I think we all like. mean, me personally, out of the five, I'd like to be called beautiful, but
1: depends on the situation for me. I get, yes,
0: that's true. I do actually really like sexy. I. I i like sexy yeah like
1: if we're about to be intimate i want you to think i'm sexy i mean yeah. i'll take hot i'll take beautiful but yeah like, yeah it's crazy bring
0: out the bring out the s words for the sex and with dudes it's like you're either hot cute or handsome is there anything else yeah yeah i think those those are the only I mean, only guys can be sexy guys can be sexy i don't it's weird i don't use that word to describe it though i think it's because oh i do, do you really i'll usually yeah, say what you want to hear I'll man usually, if i tell him he's sexy he'll probably tell me i'm I'll sexy. I usually just say hot if that's the case um but yeah i yeah, know that that you doing that on the show was really interesting is there anything like through so through doing podcasting and specifically like in regards to relationships and chill, like is there anything that you've learned about yourself that you're like that's kind of like probably a lot eh yeah there's been a lot um I've gotten a
1: lot of uh, advice yeah. Ooh. to be honest and um, I, I don't know that I could take all of it just because my personality sort of clashes <laughs> with some of it and like and also my desire like one like one of my guests told me don't sleep over do whatever you want to do but don't sleep that's over."
0: that's another thing Dr. Pat Allen would would agree with. She, yeah, she so, said you, but you shouldn't fuck anyone so you're interested in right away. That's what she says.
1: And, and I'm not so bad at that. Like, I will tell people I'm first and second dates often, like, it's just too soon. Right. But, like, I like sleeping next to somebody.
0: Oh, I miss. I, it's been so long but since I've done that. That's where I catch the feelings. Yeah, it is. Ugh, that's where I catch the feelings. It, it, it is big time. And, like, you've had guests on that like another thing too is is like so you're single and you're, you host a dating podcast so you must get a lot of advice like do you ever get people telling you why why they think you're single as a chicken uh, well that, in the that
1: email where he told me that i'm single because i'm erratic aggressive and a buffoon <sighs> a, a drunken buffoon sorry there there was that um i've had people tell me that uh I don't know how seriously they're saying right. it, but just, like, I'm too much. Oh, yeah. I
0: always hear I that. I a lot, too.
1: Uh, or I'm too intense. Yeah. Too intense is what people often say. This is a common fucking thing. Say. This is
0: a common fucking thing we hear. Um, you've heard it. Yeah. I've heard it. Uh, Nicole Byer, who's a, like, a louder comedian who hosts Why, Do- Why Don't You Date Me, is literally the name of her podcast, um, has heard it this is a common fucking thing The too much you're too intimidating you're too loud you're too this too that and it's just like i don't i fucking hate that i just i just hate yeah and it's like
1: if that's your preference if you want like a meek little mouse sure go find one but don't shame me just be like it's don't anybody who tells me that i'm too intense it's just like you're too insecure and
0: they cannot handle it i love i love putting that back at people just be like you just can't handle it Oh, poor yeah. you. You you like like I, I started doing that lately just being like, "Oh, poor you. You're not interested in like a really interesting, fun, intense girl who would really be really caring and thoughtful for you. Oh, poor you." Like I just yeah, I love like, doing that. Like, you poor thing. It, and I think it
1: depends on what stage you're at with somebody. Like, I I I think that the biggest thing that I've learned from doing this is And that episode sort of helped because it's like, I, how do I word this? Like, I can't change anybody else's mind. Right. And so I want what I want and, you know, things click or they don't. And I don't have any real rhyme or reason for why sometimes they do and why sometimes they don't. But I I can't look at somebody and be like, well, I'm, I'm so great and you're missing out because they don't care. Yeah. Like when I end things with people, mm-hmm. I just feel relief, you know, that I, I, I ended it. Hopefully their feelings aren't too hurt, but like, I don't want to deal with them anymore. So if, if they're like texting me being like, oh, well, you know, I, I was going to make a million dollars next year. I'd be like, okay, bye. Yeah. Like, so I've stopped trying to do that and yeah. s- sometimes it's really hard um, you know an, an explanation doesn't always provide the closure that you think it's going to provide yeah, true but I still always kind of want one
0: yeah but... and I mean and that's and especially if you're I get the it's nothing personal response a lot and it's just like well what is it like yeah what's the what's the issue and i'm also to a point where i'm starting to just be like fuck it yeah and i think
1: that that's and like so like the most recent situation that i had like you know we had spend a fair bit of time together we were like having sleepovers all the time obviously being pretty having a lot of sex um i did feel like and then he just tried to ghost me right And it's like, no, you owe me something here. Yeah, that's... And I did get, like, like, I got an explanation, but it was obviously a lie. Right. And I just kind of said, all right, fine. And I just took the lie. Right. As it was. Well, I mean... I ended up getting another
0: explanation, but uh, that wasn't because I asked for it. Really? Well, I mean, and like, if he's lying to you, that's on him.
1: Exactly. You know, like, you've done
0: everything in a genuine way and that's him being shitty and he's gonna have to deal with those issues down the road with another girl you know like that's just we're just passing them on to some someone else like
1: why would you want to be with somebody who thought the best like who who was with you who was intimate with you and then said you know what I don't want to hurt her feelings, so I'll say nothing, which is the most hurtful thing you can do. It is. And that's... Like, I would rather have somebody text me and be like, I'm sorry, I just don't like you anymore. Yeah. Than
0: than ghost me. Ghosting is terrible. It's interesting. I had, like, a debates live stream a couple weeks ago, and one of the debates I picked, because I thought it would be funny to hear people argue for ghosting, I was like, one of the debates I had was, uh, ghosting is totally acceptable. And I think the argument people make for ghosting is like i don't want to hurt people's feelings which makes no sense to me at all well because
1: when you're being ghosted you're in that situation where it's like are they busy did i say the wrong thing should i text them again and nothing feels worse than and then it consumes your mind so now it's all you're thinking about is like why doesn't this person text me back what what did what did i do wrong yeah what happened yeah like that's why I said I would rather get a text that says I don't want to talk to you anymore. Please never text me again. It's
0: like, uh, and I actually like it <laughs> when that happens because it it's clear. Like it it's really hurtful, yeah. but it's. Clear. I would rather them be a little nicer, yeah. but <laughs> but it rips the bandaid off. I would rather that than nothing. It rips the fucking bandaid off. Are you the type that yeah. so when a guy's not really giving you much, do you send a text being like, "Why are you ghosting me?" or like, "Why are you being this way?" or do you just send a text and you just don't get anything back and then you do nothing?
1: Um, well, so the, the most recent situation is like, well, we had message been talking every day. So I sent them a message, but it was probably like dinner time. I knew they were at work. Um, they didn't respond, but it was, it was a statement. Right. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, didn't really require a response, I guess, if they're busy. Right. So then the next day it was probably like seven or eight o'clock at night. And I sent them a question.
0: Right. And didn't respond and then that, yeah
1: and then so the next day like it was pretty late at night because i was a little tipsy uh i just said hey you've been pretty quiet since i saw you on whatever
0: day um it's what's up right yeah that's good what's up yeah and
1: then they yeah then they responded to that was
0: it like a vague answer
1: but, yeah. yeah and it was really Ugh. stupid Ugh. <laughs> and Ugh. and so but it, it also wasn't finalized either it was just like oh yeah hey like i've just been like really a lot of things on my mind or whatever and i was like okay like it's cool for you to need space but next time you do can you let me know
0: yeah that's nice that's good and then
1: i'll give you the space instead of just
0: yeah texting you absolutely. every day
1: <laughs> and uh so then they didn't respond to that and i think then two days later i texted them and said so is this just done then right and they didn't respond to that <sighs> And then I sent them like a big text that was like, the way that you're acting after all the ways, all the nice ways that you did act, the way that you're acting now is really hurtful and it's really rude and I deserve an explanation and I don't understand why you would be like this. And I was like, this is it. This is the last time I'm fucking texting this guy. If he doesn't respond, I'm going to block his number and he's out of my life. And like, you know, the chances of me running into that person again are like medium. They're not they're not especially nilch, now so. like yeah. yeah anyway he did respond to that he lied but at least <sighs> yeah that's
0: fucking brutal ugh that is like why can't people just be straight up i don't i don't get it it makes no sense especially at this age like we're you
1: know well it's just it's a sign of immaturity because they can't own their decision
0: they can't no ugh.
1: and they would rather feel like themselves the little paddle back and say i didn't hurt anyone's feelings here then do something or say something to somebody that might make them cry yeah fuck but guess what i I, like i cried a lot anyway because you were mean to me and then you ghosted me and then you lied to me so like there were a lot of tears sir yeah fuck probably way more than there would have been had you just been like hey this is what's up right because when i finally found out what happened um I understood, Right. you know, it was like, okay, I see what you did and why you made that choice. And I get it. I'm upset, but now I'm upset at the situation. I'm not upset at you. Exactly. Either. So frankly, he could have saved me a lot of time and pain with the truth. And I would have thought he was a better person for it. Yeah. Then, cause now it's like, let's say two years down the road, we run into each other again. If he had told me the truth and he was like, hey, you know, really like to try that again, I would have been like, sure. But now it's like, well, how are you going to make up for all the shitty stuff that you
0: did? Nope. Oh, my dear God. That's fucking terrible. I'm sorry that you've been going through that. That's, that's shit. I mean, this is,
1: it's been over a month now. Well, that's good.
0: Are you someone who, how do you get over someone? What are your go-to i get <laughs> that's what everyone says right but is that is that like is that how you do it are you like a rebounder um
1: not necessarily with sex but fine like typically yeah i will i will go on dates to get my mind off it uh usually i or i would just spend time with friends yeah uh, that that was I think another unique thing about this more recent situation is I couldn't you couldn't you couldn't distract anything. yourself. I just with, am, yeah I'm home alone with my thoughts by myself. Yeah. Like oh, brutal. So that was that was kinda shitty. Like, yeah, I'll just like go for dinner with my friends. Never feels good to get your feelings hurt, but like I look at stuff from my past that I literally thought was gonna kill me. Mm. And I got over it. So and I that's just the thing re- about it. Yeah. I remind myself of it's, that. You're you're it's gonna like, feel
0: better eventually. Like it's not. It, it is yeah. temporary. The best advice I was ever given um, about getting over someone, and and I did this in my last breakup, was write down, physically write down all the reasons why this person hurt you, why they're bad for you, and put it on your fucking wall and look at that all the time because. Yeah. Too often we go to, oh, but we had so much fun, and oh, like the, yeah. the artifact was great. And, and, and when I, when I did it, I actually wrote two lists. I wrote all our fun, happy memories, and then I wrote all the bad things. And I actually, <laughs> such an emo kid, but I burned, <laughs> I burned the other one. Like literally, bur- like I'm a little bit hippie woo woo, but it felt like, all right, those things, those were great, but they don't matter because look at all these. Like, Look at how all of these outweigh the happy times kind of thing.
1: And even, like, a quicker version of that is uh, my friend Emily. She said that, like, the way that she sort of deals with those sort of things is she'll pick three things about them that suck. And then anytime she starts thinking happy things about them, she repeats those three things. So I could be, like, lying, ghosting, lying, farter.
0: (laughs) Those are three legit things. Yes.
1: that's like, oh, remember that time that we did and ghosting lying harder. Yeah. Ghosting lying carter. Yeah. And then you immediately switch your perspective. It totally
0: just it reminds you why they weren't right and why it's a good thing, even though it hurts and sucks right now in the long run, yeah. it's gonna be a good thing for you because they they did these terrible things. It is exactly. rough though. It is rough.
1: And like I mean, like I had a, a situation this fall, I guess. We we met in like july and ended things in october but we only hung out a handful of times in a really long span of time but like this guy is gorgeous yeah. just such so hot it just was like we had such a good time like when we would actually hang out it always felt like a really good time but he was just like not looking for a relationship and just not that into me yeah. frankly but and I, and i was fine with that like it was summertime i was having fun with my friends it was no big deal but, like, I was pretty enamored with him, just physically. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> he had a sexy voice. I love a good voice. He had great hair. Yeah. He had a good tan. Yeah. He was good at a sport. Like, he was just, he was just like, sex on a silver platter. Mm. I was really into him. And then, so when that ended, it was, like, nothing really that he did hurt my feelings. But I used that. It was just, like, I can't even remember what the three words that I that I picked were but like I would just be like oh. I had a couple like screenshot photos of them where he looked hot as fuck <laughs> and I would look at them and then I'd be like nope <laughs> nope and I would repeat those three words well there <laughs> you
0: go but that, that's just it right like you have to like change your perspective on it and you can still appreciate that that experience happened and In that it go, was like yeah
1: I still think about the way for the books book kind of thing even <laughs> though I don't give a fuck about it Well, because we anymore. all have
0: those like lovers <laughs> that were like oh that was a good like like a good catch Is, would that be the right word it was like, very explosive yeah there you go
1: yeah we had we had a very explosive uh sexual Ooh, chemistry
0: i love me some explosive sexual chemistry um
1: yeah it wasn't great when i had to text him and be like hey can you delete that video
0: oh no oh, <laughs> man. oh like like together or like was it just you by yourself oh no we took it well together i've only done that with my first boyfriend but that's i think that's so hot and i would i would be down to do that with somebody um i mean
1: i I think that as much as like he wasn't like the match for me long term i think he was a trustworthy guy like i trust that he did deliver. and frankly
0: if he if he didn't like you're in it too yeah so yeah that's Nobody wanted to see your little dish. I, I I'm not as nervous about nudes and stuff like that as a lot of people. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of like, okay, if, if you leak this, that's going to suck if my parents find out. But otherwise, that's pretty otherwise it, yeah. you're welcome, world. Yeah. Like, I if, look great. If I so. send that photo to someone, <laughs> it's a nice photo. Like, you don't y- exactly. you don't send the 17 million that you took before that. I and mean, it's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot to get a good shot, yeah. especially vagina shots. Um. A lot yeah, of, a lot of, a lot of quakers in those.
1: <laughs> Sometimes, like, I'll be going down the like, I'll be sexting with somebody, and I'll like have used everything that's like saved in my phone, and they're like wanting more, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> And I'm taking, like, real-time shots. And then I'll, like, look at them the next day and I'm like, you are a filthy
0: right. tramp. What is wrong with you? Delete, 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 delete. And then I'm like, well, they have them. It's funny because I uh, I don't know which one of Jared's podcasts this was recently. But he was talking about recycled nudes and how every nude is recycled. Because even if you did it, yeah. even if you did it, long like, um, live, like, you still took a bunch before that oh, yeah. one oh, I've been sure. okay so I'm gonna have one more question for you and then we're gonna get into our quick okay. little quiz thing if you if you're if you're cool okay. with that okay yeah. so my my question to you is so this quarantine has people acting mm-hmm. in some sort of way at this point there's a lot of single horniness going on I actually yes. have two questions number one have you fallen into the category or the phase of quarantine where you're texting exes yet
1: <laughs> i messaged one yeah. one time okay. and it was it was a, cu- a couple of weeks ago it was right after the thing with that person sort of happened and i just wanted validation okay got, was it like a flirty and text they, they didn't write or back. like
0: uh i think i just said hash quarantine oh uh, okay so not not like a sex drive and, and they never wrote okay, back interesting because a lot of people so. are like reaching back into the black book and like
1: I, yeah, I know. And, like, honestly, I haven't even received any, really, of those texts. So, maybe you still don't. Like, there's been a few people. Yeah, like, there's been a couple people where, like, I maybe had one or two dates with. And, like, they'll check in. But, I, like, they haven't been like, so, are you seeing anybody? Right. Like,
0: they haven't. It's weird. I find that my hinge matches have, like, increased big time since quarantine and everyone opens yeah. with how's your quarantine training you? i know it's what the fuck like yeah. <laughs> could you be more boring <laughs> i know it's pretty. like i texted that
1: person how's your quarantine going i hope i hoped he was gonna be like super lonely come right. over well you knew that
0: person like that's what i was hoping yeah, you have for. A pre, like you have a pre-relationship with them but like when, when strangers yeah. do it i'm like you're just looking for a jerk off
1: um how's your quarantine going i don't know it's great like i fucking i sit around in my pajamas sometimes i put on underwear maybe i'll just use a blanket as clothing that day i'm also eating my body weight every day are you you
0: working
1: from home or no yeah i got laid off on the 12th so before everything even shut down so even when this is all over i do not have a job
0: i feel you me too my other question is so with the single horniness and you know, maybe people have friends with benefits or, like, hookup friends that they're texting. I've reached the stage with my hookup buddy where we are, like, trying to figure out ways to break quarantine. <laughs> what are your thoughts right. on breaking quarantine? Um, <laughs> during this time? Honestly, This is a very controversial topic.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get thrown in fucking jail for this. <laughs> but, uh, honestly, I think that not really enough people are getting this virus for it to actually progress through society and go away. I think that flattening the curve is obviously what we need for hospitals to not reach over capacity. Mm-hmm. But here in this province, we don't have very many hospitalized cases at all. And at this rate, we're going to be inside for a long time. Yes, and economically we're going to have to reopen business at some point point. Yeah. and i think that our second wave is going to be much worse if we don't strategically make some people sick so and, and this is i am not a medical person whatsoever i have a business degree this is literally
0: my opinion this is an opinion people don't come that. for jess she's allowed to have an um. opinion
1: <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm nervous that the numbers don't really increase by what I think that they should be doing. Um, we flattened the curve a little too much. And it's not like we're PEI, who's managed to pretty much completely eradicate it. We're always going to have a couple cases, and it's just going to mean this is going to last for a really long time. Yeah. And so... I think if you're an essential worker working at the hospital around COVID patients, yeah, you should probably not go see anyone else. You should not go to the grocery store. You should not roll through Tim Hortons. You should fucking go to work and you should go home. I sit at home all day every day for me to go on a walk with somebody where we still stand four feet apart. I I think that's okay. Um, It doesn't mean that I'm, I'm doing it. I'm not going to say that I am or I'm not, but I I don't see a real issue with that. I think that like if I went over to your house and I can see you have two couches there, if I sat on one and you sat on the other and, you know, I don't touch my face and I wash my hands both before and after the bathroom, I don't really see why that would be an issue. Um, again, I'm not doing that, but I think... I think more people need to get this virus for it to work its way through our society because I don't think we're going to
0: go- get to zero cases. Yeah, very true. No, you're, you're probably right. You're probably fucking right.
1: But what about... what about and I mean, like, and them? immunocompromised people, yeah. obviously, that doesn't apply. To, I'm not... Whatever I'm saying doesn't apply Yeah, this, is, this. All this is all situational. This is all
0: situational.
1: But, like, you know, I don't have anything wrong with me and i know that there's been a few cases of perfectly young healthy people dying mm-hmm. and that's sad it really it is. is but i think that the toll on mental health i think that the toll on people who live in situations of domestic violence or poverty i think that the toll on people who can't work and are caught, like i'm stressed about money. oh
0: yeah oh yeah me too i haven't even um, gotten my not, EI yet yeah me either
1: and, like, I have to pay rent. I, I just had to skip my non-essential bills so that I would still have enough money to pay rent on the first. It's like, electricity? Cool. Not going to pay that this month. Uh, line of credit? Eh, cool. Yeah. Not going to pay that this month. Credit card? Eh. And, like, yeah, I can go in and, like, defer the payments or whatever. But, like, you're still paying interest on it yeah. then. Um, yeah. The,
0: especially so, the mental health implications. Because I had a, one of my best friends die. And I haven't hugged anyone Yeah, literally like I'd like to do more research and do it. But like skin hunger is a people laugh, but it's a legit thing. We're not used to going this long without any contact at all. Like, like, exactly. And people like yourself and I, we live alone. alone. And it's it's hell. Like, I hate it. Um, Yeah. Like, like, I'm getting to a point where the good days are more than the bad days. But even the good days are like just okay. You know?
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't really feel bored, but I don't feel A lot of joy yeah
0: yeah Yeah.
1: you know what i mean like i'm fine yeah tv's cool and doing this is really nice um but it's not the same at all as going you know to a show or going to a bar or even just going to visit like i i normally go to my grandma's every sunday i haven't seen her Um, i went over there to um pick up a puzzle and like she lives in an apartment building and she came down and like she stood on one side of my car. I stood on the other side of the car. She put the puzzle on the like the yeah hood of the car. I took it, and that's it. Like,
0: that's the most you can play. do. That's it. It's crazy. And we had a five minute chat. Uh, it's crazy, and just the thought that this could go into next year is just insane. I
1: well, there's ch- they're closing down a lot of Asian countries again now for the second wave, and that's what I'm in. Like I guess where they don't know whether if you've had it once you can get it again. I don't
0: know that. Yet, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, but, like, if if that is the case, like, they should figure that out Um, because if you can't get it twice, then they should be almost strategically letting people get sick. Like, the same way that we did with the chicken box when we were kids. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's going to reach a point where it's just going to be like, you know what, we gotta get, we gotta get back to it. Well,
1: I mean, how much money can the government borrow from the World Bank to support us as citizens with our economy the way that it is right now? I mean, you've got people like Jeff Bezos who's making more money than he's ever made because we're we're all sitting on Amazon fucking sad buying (laughs) shit. Yep. And he's still asking – he's asking employees to donate their vacation time to other employees so that they can still get paid.
0: (sighs) Yeah, it's just –
1: I'm sorry, what, sir? Like, how much money do you have? A lot. <laughs> a lot. You are a billionaire
0: yeah. with a B. Oh, my Lord. It's just it's just crazy. Like, it's just, um, it's, I'll never, we'll, but, yeah, we'll so- never forget this time. But at the same time, it's like, no. for people like you and I who are single people in our 30s, we want someone to build our life with. We don't want just time to tick on by. And, you know, nah. like, it's people are going to eventually be going out and um dating again probably at some point
1: yeah and i I mean even just like with the weather getting like we've already like i mean steve mcdull is constantly shaming us on how poorly we're doing at staying home but i think honestly in these politicians minds they want to be able to stand up at the end of this and be like had x number of deaths so we did good and we did better than that province and we better than that province it it can't be about actual number of deaths yeah that's because as long as as long as we did better yeah then
0: that's that's how i think the politicians are seeing it yeah it's sad eh it's sad yeah it's crazy oh boy well, we're trying that, our best uh, to get through it. Yeah. We're trying our fucking best. Um, I'm going to end this off with a little psycholo- psychology analysis of you um, in an okay. interesting way. I've done this once before in the show and it was quite interesting. Okay. So I'm going to ask you four questions about what you, what, um, like, it's just four questions. Um, so the first one is your favorite animal? Hmm. Penguin. Okay. What are three things about a penguin that you like about about i like the way they walk
1: okay because they waddle okay um they're cute okay and i like
0: that the man carries the egg so the it's like kind of romantic
1: would you say yeah Yeah, that's real it's romantic that the man takes the egg and he carries it
0: okay um your favorite article of clothing that you like of yours like a very specific one? Yeah. Um or like one of your favorites, one of your go-tos. Peyton, I got these black pants that I really like. Are those your leather pants that you wore at the speed dating event? No, these are like casual. Are oh, okay. Black pants, okay. What yeah. about the what about those pants? Like why do you love those pants? Three. I like
1: that they're they're casual pants but you can dress them up. Okay. They have an elastic waistband. Okay. And there's, they look good with runners or with like little flats, which so, I guess is the same as dressing it up as or dressing
0: it. So down. what I get from that is, so like they're like versatile, like you can. Yeah. They're okay. Like, yeah. Versatile, and then like, would you say like comfortable?
1: Yeah. With, and comfortable? stylish.
0: And stylish. I get a lot of
1: compliments on those pants.
0: Oh, good. Well, you can rock a pair of pants. Um, Thank you. Uh, and stylish, perfect. And then your this is a weird one. <laughs> your favorite body of water, so that can be either vague, like you can say river, ocean, like, or it can be very specific if you have like a specific ocean or lake that you love. And um, my favorite body of water, yeah, um, Banook Lake. oh okay, Banook Lake. And what about that? Do you love? Uh, that's where I learned to swim. Okay, uh, it's a good lake to walk around. And it's good,
1: like to go skinny dipping in.
0: Ooh, okay, so skinny. You know, dipping. when it's not like
1: covered in blue green algae, and you can't.
0: That's interesting. What can I take from that? So you have you've have childhood memories. Would you? Like, yeah, okay. it's uh,
1: it's it's kind of like I, I grew up around it, and it's nostalgic.
0: Nostalgic. That's a good word. Nostalgic. Awesome. Um, and how would you feel if you were alone? in an empty white room what kind of feelings do you think that that would why am i in the room you just are
1: it's <laughs> like if i was put there with no explanation i'd probably feel scared
0: let's say that but you you in... it was like i had an
1: appointment with the room and i yeah. knew about it then i'd probably feel okay
0: you'd probably feel okay so
1: i probably was... feel uncomfortable
0: uncomfortable okay because it's, it's, like, there's nothing in it and it's just white. So Yeah, like,
1: where are you supposed to sit? Where are you going to lay down? How long
0: do I have to be here? I would have questions. So would you be, like, antsy? Yeah, I'd be uncertain. Uncertain. And antsy. Okay. Perfect. So, okay, so your favorite animal, uh, and by the way, this is Freud. Freud developed this oh. uh, test and Whitney Cummins... Asks her podcast guests this a lot, and I just find it so interesting. So, your favorite animal is how you see yourself. So you said you said penguin, and and we talked about like romantic, cute. <laughs> that word that you hate is how you would see yourself. <laughs> Super. <laughs> and also, like I would say with penguin, cuddly. Maybe are you cuddly? Yeah, penguin? I mean they're just they're so like exactly so like that's that. that's that's how you see yourself do you think that, that that's makes a, sense do you think that's yep. accurate yeah this makes sense and then article of clothing is actually how others perceive you which is interesting because so i'm comfort comfortable and stylish and versatile
1: i could see versatile
0: yeah and this next one's a, it's a big left turn so body of water is your views on sex nostalgic <laughs> you were talking about childhood i was like uh, uh. got to ease away from this one <laughs> nostalgic um you talked about skinny dipping so maybe that could be like maybe Risky. that's yeah i was just gonna say like maybe that's kind of like exhibitionisty, which is interesting
1: i also learned to swim there so i lost my virginity pretty early because i was
0: curious there you go well, so well who knows? I, mean, I don't think most people would just like be in at me so that's definitely probably something about you um and then white room is um your views on death so you said uncomfortable uncertain anxious which makes sense because i have a lot of questions which i do well because some people say like oh i would be calm and i would be serene like it's it's interesting and then if that ties into how you see death because i mean i know with me personally i'm terrified of death like it's Such an issue for me. I'm terrified of it, Uh, but some people aren't.
1: I've Um. never really thought much about it. Like I know I'm gonna die someday, and that's just that's how she goes.
0: So she goes. But like,
1: you know, anytime that I've kind of had like close calls or anything, like I'm pretty scared still.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's a little personality test, which is kind of fun. I love doing that with people I don't know well. It's yeah, there we go. It's always interesting. But we're going to wrap it up because we've been recording for two solid hours, girl. Have we really? Oh, I have goodness. two hours. Yeah, two hours on the clock. So I just got a lot to say, you know. That was really, really awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. And It was my pleasure. Tell everybody where they can find the podcast, where they can follow the podcast. Sure. Um. So we are
1: on Apple and Spotify and really wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Lather Rinse Repeat Podcast. Um, myself personally, my page is uh, Jess M. Poole. Yes. Um, you can always email me hello at Lather and Repeat Podcast. And on Twitter, we are LRR underscore Podcast. Yes, follow. Her and up. I don't have a lot of followers on Twitter, but like I'm really funny on Twitter. <laughs> um, yes, I actually tweeted. Chrissy Teigen recently, oh my God, and I, I sent to, her the biggest burn of her life.
0: I meant to fucking bring that up. You, you, so, yeah, you called her right out. Now, you it was her really out.
1: important. Yeah, she, Well, so obviously, I have been messaging people who are a little out of my league, um, podcast-wise, and uh, she she tweeted that like she was annoyed about people like DMing her, or contacting her. For stuff, and then she wrote, especially the podcasts. Uh, so I tweeted back at her, "Stop acting like you were born a legend," which is amazing put because she's married. Here, put, it right yeah. Put, yeah, it right
0: put it right there. Yeah, yeah. Put it right
1: there next to my face. There
0: we go. Right um, there.
1: <laughs> she is obviously married to John Legend, so that's what makes that tweet hilarious.
0: Ah! I get it. That's so funny. Wow. And she's, like, someone who's, like, really widely loved, so that takes some balls to, like, put that out there about Chrissy Diga.
1: I wish that I had, like, saw it as soon as she said that and was able to, like, get it while it was still active, because I'm right. sure it would have did it, garnered did, some did, attention.
0: Did people like it? Your, like, comment? Just
1: one, but it was because it was, like, you know probably 18 hours after she had tweeted it that I saw it
0: and so many people tweeted her I'll go and like that for you I'll give you another like on that thank you yeah Um, that's uh uh, my twitter account's hilarious we we talked briefly about this last night but like just um props to you for shooting your shot and getting getting some bigger podcast guests and props to those podcast guests that agree to come on and help out smaller podcasts yeah um that's I think that that's so nice and um Yeah, there's definitely snobs out there, and uh, fuck them. Yeah, and, like, everybody started
1: their podcast. They all know how it feels, and, you know, maybe they had some sort of following to begin with, so they gained traction a lot faster, but, like... A lot have, yeah. Everybody that's had a podcast has had to punch up.
0: And I think that that's part of why, um, like, Ashley and Raina... Is it Raina? Yeah, Raina. Um, Like, their story is so inspiring, because, like, they didn't really... I guess they kind of did... Yeah, I mean, but,
1: One Hungry Jew had, like, something crazy, like, 400,000 followers or something, and um, Rose being basic had almost a million.
0: Right. Okay, so I guess they did have an existing fan base, but but it, it is tough to grow a show when, when you don't have that. Um, yeah. So, and if you are a bigger person... Even help. still now, like... It is hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fucking easy. Um, and, like...
1: What the fuck else are you doing right now? Like, yeah. I get that not everybody has hours and hours to sit down and chat. But, like, I've been keeping chats with these people who are, like,
0: bigger and cooler. Yeah. Just like, 30 to 45 minutes. And, and then that's a little bit of their time. And then you throw yeah. their listeners their way. And then th- some of their listeners come your way. And it's mutually beneficial. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think that I'm asking for too much of course not
1: these, these people i mean they want their name out there like mm-hmm. even if like let's say 100 people listen to my podcast who have and they've never heard of one of these people well wow. they're stand-up comedians so now the next time you see a netflix special from let's say you know joe below i don't know and you're like oh i've heard of them i'm gonna watch it so right. yeah, they might not get podcast guests ad- or podcast followers or podcast listeners or whatever out of it, but like you're more likely to watch something that you recognize. Yep, very very. It's true. like I find that ch- really true with history. Like I'm more interested in history of somewhere if I've been there or very if true. I'm going somewhere that I know something about. Like if there's like, a reason like when, when yeah. you walk into a mus- like a famous museum, you want to go see the paintings you've heard of yeah yeah you know they're yep that's just the way that the world works yeah or the human brain works exactly we we like to draw neat little lines with things that we already know so true so So
0: true yeah that's exciting getting your name out there everyone stay tuned for um jess's episode with ashley from girls gotta eat and check out girls gotta eat because it's it's a good it's a really good podcast i'm i enjoy quite a bit um. So thanks so much, Jess, for coming on. This was amazing. You're very welcome. Um, my pleasure. Normally, people because they're physically here with me, they get to ring this bell. But I'm just oh. going to get you to pretend that you're ringing the bell. <laughs> and ding! <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so awkward. It's my gimmick. <laughs> Jess, I should have got a bell. I'll Photoshop a bell in and your <laughs>